Whether packing for a destination vacation or planning a staycation, Macy's has everything you need. Summer's almost here, and I'm so excited to take a trip with Bryn. We are planning it right now. We are heading to Macy's before we pack to grab new shoes we can wear all day with anything. I'm excited to lay in the sun with key pieces from Macy's, like my new Dolce Vita sandals and Levi's skirt. I am ready to relax and look and feel amazing. Oh, how good that sounds. Of course, I can't forget a new beach bag. I have been eyeing the collection of beach bags from Macy's, and I can't wait for you to see what I choose. Shop at Macy's.com slash own your style. The virus that causes shingles is sleeping in 99% of people over 50. While not everyone at risk will develop shingles, it strikes as a painful rash that can last for weeks. Wake up because shingles could wake up in you. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about shingles prevention. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. So Puerto Rico is a beautiful place. It's a lush island. It's great for surfing. It's got a culture. Like you feel like you've really gone somewhere far and you don't need a passport, which honestly I do really enjoy. It's a beautiful island. The people are amazing. The food is amazing. The water, the beaches, the vibe. It's a great place. It really is. In Puerto Rico, you'll taste the influence of Spanish, African, and native Taino traditions, sometimes all in the same dish. Puerto Rican chefs and restaurants put their passion into every bite. Puerto Rico is an excellent destination for food, which may not be a well-known fact. Whether it's a five-star restaurant or local favorite spot, no one does food like Puerto Rico. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. I think that the term Karen has now morphed maybe into something different. I think that in the beginning when people were calling people Karens, it was obviously very critical. It would be a Karen seemed to be a blonde, middle-aged woman. She voted for Trump. She was labeled to be a racist. And it was really like a vicious sort of term. And somehow I feel like Karen has morphed into being a middle-aged woman, it doesn't really matter who she voted for. I don't think it matters what her religion is anymore because I think before Karen was Christian for some reason. I just don't think she was a Jewish woman. And I think that now Karen has morphed into a woman who likes to lodge complaints. Like if a woman is the person who's staying at a hotel, "Mm, I don't know, can we see another room? Or hi, yeah, um, can I get something else on the side? Or can I talk to your manager? Can I speak to a supervisor? What's your return policy? I need a non-refundable ticket. You know, someone who's savvy slash annoying and wants to lodge a complaint. That's what I feel like it's morphed into because I know that I was saying something and Paul, my fiance, said to me, "Uh, okay, would you like to lodge a complaint, Karen? So 
that's what Karen's become. And I want to actually talk about that because I don't know anymore who Karen is. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I never knew the definition. I know some people who don't even know what a Karen is, meaning they don't even know the term. I've said it to a couple of people and they've said, what? So I thought it was like a really popular vernacular, like a really popular term. And I think that maybe that's more on social media, but it's not so mainstream. Like it's not, Karen is not Felicia yet, where it was by Felicia. I know Felicia's very out. Felicia's not cool anymore. Felicia's being totally canceled and Karen is in, but I just don't know how famous Karen is. And I can tell you one thing, if Karen were Jewish, she's Judy. Judy wants to lodge a complaint. Judy needs to talk about no oil, no sauce, steamed broccoli, send it back. My eggs Benedict are not soft enough. My burger is not cooked properly. This just doesn't taste right. The meat is tough. I ordered medium rare. It's medium. I would like a refund. I would like to speak to your boss. Can I have your boss's name? That's Judy. So Judy is the Jewish Karen. Okay, why is there no male Karen? So who's Karen? Bill? Bill? Joe? And what, Bill and Joe is like what? Just like, is is a man who runs it up the flagpole, golfs, and goes on fishing trips with his buddies. Is that, is that Joe? Feels like Bill. Bob. Is it Bob or is it Bill? Bob. Bob is the new Karen. Okay, Bob is the male Karen. We have to get his profile down. I think he golfs. I think he goes on fishing trips with his buddies. I think he, you know, likes to go out with his bros, his buddies. He doesn't say bros, he says buddies. I think he has a cozy for his beer. I think he has a lake house. I think he loves an excuse to go to a Vegas corporate meeting uh, sales management trip. I think he loves the all-you-can-drink all-inclusive hotel vibe at a, at the bar and sits in the middle of the pool and is loud and sings Sweet Caroline in karaoke. That's Bob. Meet Bob. Meet Bob has a pair of Oakleys. Meet Bob goes on a yearly ski trip with his buddies. And Meet Bob has poker night probably, right? Doesn't Meet Bob have poker night? And like Meet Bob's wife, Karen, is drinking Chardonnay or Rosé at four o'clock with the girls at the house, spilling the tea. Meet Bob has sex with his wife 3.25 times a week and 4.05 times on a vacation. What do you all think? What does the audience think? Always rate, review, and subscribe. And I like hearing what you have to say. I've been reading your comments. So tell me, is the male Karen Bob? This is going to be a great one. My guest today is Grant Cardone, New York Times bestselling author, speaker, social media influencer, and real estate mogul. He is the most famous person that you've never heard of that has so many contacts, so many connections, so successful, so charismatic. 
And he started from the bottom, and now he has a portfolio of assets worth over $2 billion and trains others on how to do the same. Today, we talk about how to create a business built for longevity, why humility isn't a great characteristic, how to overcome fear surrounding money stemming from childhood, and the broken 50-50 relationship rule. His energy is contagious, and I think you're going to love this episode. I really did. So my starter is I didn't know whether to drink coffee or take a sedative because you have the most energy. So we'll see afterwards what I should have taken. So this is Grant Cardone. Okay. He is charismatic. He is energetic. He is passionate, driven, hungry, determined, alive, and doesn't stop. He is a business person. He is a real estate mogul. He is a motivational speaker. He is a husband, a parent, and he might be the most famous- Unfamous. Celebrity that you've never, he's, he's the most famous celebrity you've never heard of. Okay. Yeah. Grant Cardone. Let, let me just say, Bethany, I'm a huge, you know how much I love you. Okay. Thank you. You're phenomenal. You. Everybody loves Bethany. And number two, number two thing I want to say is just the fact that you said I'm alive, like that is a very nice compliment. So thank you very much. Yeah, you are. It's it's electricity. It's contagious. It's motivating. It makes sense. This podcast is specifically and intentionally about start it from the bottom. Now we're here. Game changer. You're a visionary. You're a maverick. You've done it your way. It's been non-traditional. You are, you know, take no prisoners, no, no explaining, no complaining, no apologies. Do it your way. And that's how people really can learn because there are so many different ways to the promised land and you have your own trajectory and I want to humanize you and crystallize you and sort of give people an understanding of who you actually are and how you got here. So like, I want to understand, first of all, how old are you? If you don't mind me asking. I'm 63. That's not true. Yeah, That's it not is true. I was born in 1958. I like was just asking as a throwaway question. I swear on my life after you were going to say in your 40s. You're 63. Wow. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. Okay, so that is, we can go on to the placentas sh- smoothies you eat every day later. But okay, wow. Okay. I'll Jesus. tell you the secret. Some, uh, offline, I'll tell you the secret one day. Sounds like it's sex. Okay, so we'll go back to that later. Um, yeah. Sex or masturbation, we'll do that later. Okay, so Grant. They're, they're the same thing, by the way. Okay, with the person you love the most. I get it. And you do love yourself, which you should. Okay, so <laughs> where did you grow up and what's your family dynamic? Your parents, your upbringing, your siblings? Yeah, so I grew up I grew up in Lake Charles, Louisiana, a refinery town. So you either were a refinery person there and, and you were connected to the unions and did hard labor at the factories, uh, mostly the uh, gas refineries, Okay, hard labor. Or you did some kind of, you know, a sales job. So my dad died when I was 10 years old. He had made it firmly into the middle class from poverty. Both of my parents were Italian descent. Their parents came over. My mother's father was born on the ship and never had papers to live in the U.S. Wow. Uh, And so my grandfather, my mother's side, never had papers to live in the U.S. So he lived a very dark life. Like, 
Hi. He was under the radar, never had an employment situation, probably never paid taxes. So everything was kind of on the sly. And then my dad's side, completely opposite. They were shipbuilders from Naples, Italy. They came in, settled in the Madisonville, Louisiana. And so my dad had this hard, this, this hard labor, do it right, pay the price, work ethic. He's the first person who went to college and became a, you know, life insurance salesman, stockbroker, car salesman. He did all that kind of stuff, but he really got into the middle class. And at the age of 52, um, with five kids, he died. He died from a heart wow. failure. Wow. So that left my mom. My mom at the time was, I guess she was 48 with five kids. She had no, this is back in the 50s, housewife. Right. You know, she had never earned money herself, never held a job herself. And now she had to manage five kids. Everything was paid off. The house was paid off. The cars were paid off. The following week after my dad died, my mom was selling the house, dumping everything. I'm 10 years old, twin brother. We're the youngest and we're sitting there watching. I'm watching my mom go into Tara when she should have been grieving because she's unloading stuff. Wow. And so this became, you know, as I look back 50 years back, this is, this is what ends up making me. I see that. Who I am today. I 100%. Mother's Day is May 12th and Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Macy's makes it easy for your little ones to buy a present for you for Mother's Day. Bryn loves to shop but sometimes has a hard time figuring out what to get me. I have confidence that Macy's Gift Finder will be a great guide for her. Something for everyone at every price point. Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas, it's so easy to shop. You can shop by price, category, or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, gifts that are already wrapped and ready to be gifted, and gifts for grandma. Plus, Macy's has top gifts like Beats headphones, digital photo frames, Polaroid camera, and Samsung smart TV, the frame. Head on over to Macy's.com slash gift finder for the perfect inspiration for Mother's Day. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snag a job is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. 
So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. I bet you had or you have still have a bit of money noise. You knew what it was like to feel scared and desperate and not have it. And even if we have a lot of money, you can have noise, like where you're moving things around and you got to do that to do this. And you have a lot of real estate. You're into a lot of different things. A, have you ever had any debt that you didn't want? And B, do you have money noise in or, or noise in any area, either family noise or well, food noise or any yeah. of that stuff? Yeah, sure. Between the age of 15, I was so angry that my dad died. And I was so angry I couldn't help my mom. Like, I've been wanting to work since my dad died. I'm like, I want to take care of my mom. And that's been a driving force of mine. I was raised by a single mother. Like, that's who I Mm -hmm. know. She and I were best friends. And I could not help her. I could not get rid of her angst. And that is that driver, that thing that you see in me. Like, this guy just not, that's still in me. My mom's passed 10 years ago. But she was my best friend. She took care of me. She was the one I went to first when I had a success or a failure, even as an adult. Mm-hmm. But at the age of 15, I was so angry that I didn't have a man in my life. Part of why I created this foundation was for kids without fathers, because I wanted a dad. I wanted an uncle, a dad, uh-huh. a mentor, a coach. I wanted somebody. And you feel abandoned and the only when person- someone dies. You feel abandoned. I, 100%. Like you feel angry at them, like they left you. And because Chelsea Handler on this show said that when her brother died, he said to her, he was coming back to Martha's Vineyard. He was going away for a certain number of weeks and he was coming back. He wasn't going to leave her here with these people, meaning her other crazy family, and that he never came back. And she was very angry about that, even though it's not rational and logical, but people who experience loss can relate. Yeah, but it it was logical for me because it took me two years to realize my dad wasn't going to show up. I was 12 years old and I'm like, he ain't coming back, bro. Come on. Brutal. But then I started, when are my uncles going to help me out? If you've ever heard anybody refer to me as Uncle G, I told this story one time and I said, dude, I am going to be the uncle for others, for the uncle that wasn't there for me. I had three uncles and they never showed up for me and I I was pissed off about it. So the next person that showed up was a drug dealer. And he's like, I'll be your coach. I'll be your mentor. I'll be your daddy. And I'm like, let's go. And I went on a 10-year binge with drugs. I became a drug addict between 15 and 25. I was using drugs every day. Overdosed three times. Had 80 stitches put in my head and face. Wow. Could easily be in prison right now. Or dead. Or dead. I had three friends that got killed. I went to treatment. Three of them died while I was in treatment. Were killed. Had bullets put in their heads. So that was the life of Grant Cardone. 30 years ago. I was the black sheep of my family. Nobody trusted me. My family didn't trust me. My sisters didn't trust me. Nobody wanted anything to do with me. I was the only place I could get a job when I came out of treatment was a car dealership. And I put my life together. I quit using drugs. I didn't use any more drugs for 38 years. 
and never went back to the drug thing. I left the treatment center. They said, you will definitely be back. And I'm like, why am I coming back here? I ain't coming back. And they're like, yeah, because you want to be famous and you want to write books and you want to save the world. And you got these ideas. You're going to be rich and famous. I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm going to do all that shit. Wow. And they're like, Anybody with that attitude will always come back to a treatment center. I said, bro, I'll never be back here. I still remember the guy today, Paul. Wow. Paul gave me the inspiration of my life saying, you will be back here. You will be a drug addict for the rest of your life. You have a disease. I'm like, this ain't a disease. I'm going to flip this switch. I'm going to use all this energy and I'm going to take this gift, the ability to like be locked in on something, to switch the addiction from disease to gift is what I've used now for 30 years, really to propel and create everything that i Well, I've my created. partner in relief work is Michael Capone. He built big houses, like big $25 million mansions in Miami after he was a major club promoter, like Ingrid Casares and Madonna. He yeah. dated a lot of models and he did a lot of drugs and he was very addicted. He one day switched. He never went to a meeting. He just flipped the switch and he's been to Haiti like 60 times. We've been all over the world from the Bahamas. We've done $100 million of relief in three years. He flipped it to something else. Doesn't mean that that isn't like being addicted to aid or something else, but good. I mean, you know what I mean? He's also spiritual. So that's yeah. a fascinating, yeah. you've, that's channeling because a person, I guess an addict has such energy and passion and drive for that. They've got to get it. They've got to have it. They have to do it. They want it. They're singular focus. If you can take that sort of addiction totally. and be singular focus on something else, it makes sense. Everybody has the ability to be hooked into mm-hmm. something to where you lose sleep. Everybody's done it. When you fall in love, you go yes. through this. You don't need right. to eat. You don't need to sleep. You just want to have sex and fall into this person's face over and over again. Bad breath is good breath and you can't get enough of it. Please sweat on me. Like you just like sucked into this, immersed into this universe where you forget everything else. There is nothing wrong with that. Unfortunately, in our culture today, anybody that goes all in on anything is somehow labeled sick, ill, diseased, codependent. Mm -hmm obsessive compulsive i've been called odd acd like every every like every little acronym cute acronym in the world i'm like guys how about g-i-f-t exactly that's great (laughs) well i know what you're like i mean i understand what you're like you know i'm i'm not saying i'm like you but i'm one of these people you and i are very similar i mean i'm on it there's no no i've got it figure it out i'm thinking all the time I'm processing. I may have a different style, but you know, there's a certain thing inside many of us. And when it's not channeled, it goes in the wrong places. Like even for me, it's humor. Of course. And I need a place to put the humor and the connectivity for other people. It's just business and numbers or data. But how do you sustain? You've been married for how many years? 16, 17 years. 16, 17 years. Okay. Now you've been totally honest and vocal. We did a clubhouse together about that. It's had its challenges. She's open about it too. So What is the good, bad, and the ugly? How do you sustain? I mean, there's no perfect relationship. That's bullshit. You know, my best friend was last night complaining about something going on in her marriage. She's been married for decades. That's an accomplishment. My other best friend has been married for decades. He's an extrovert. Like, everybody's got their shit. So we're not sugarcoating anything. But I'm asking, an accomplishment is being a team and being with the same partner for decades. So you've been together. You have kids. How do you make something work when you have these Big, driven personalities. There's so many different elements. How do you make it work? What's some formula or some elements or ingredients? Look, I don't know if I have a formula. I know that, you know, the thing for me always is I need to work on me, not on her. You know, I don't need to work on her. You know, she's not a nail. I need to work on me. 
I, the only thing I can change is me. Like when I change me, things get better Great. around us. Great, good advice. And if she does the same thing, then good. But I can't make her do that, right? I can't, you know, she typically blames me for everything right. that goes wrong. I get it. You know, I am responsible for everything that happens bad. And she is somehow responsible for everything that happens good. It's just the way it is, right? So this is the difficulty in our relationship. I live in a very physical universe for me. The universe is mm-hmm. a lot of gravity. There's Energy. a lot. Of, I think you can relate to this. There's a lot of effort required for me mm-hmm. to be successful. Her world, she does not live in a world where there's effort. She lives in a very ethereal, um, she's an actress, right? So that's her background in, in, in the arts. And, and so it, her world is a lot lighter than mine is. Mine has a lot Got of it. gravity. You're the peacock. You're the peacock in and the relationship, her- obviously. There's only one peacock. I don't know about the You've peacock. You've never heard of it? The peacock. There's only one peacock with the blooming feathers no, taking I, up the energy in the room. You're sucking yeah, up the energy in the room. And she's got some of it in her own way. But she's very much takes up a lot of room in a room. Mm-hmm. I'm speaking about more effort. Effort. I'm in an effort band and she is much more in a kind of a like. Free. Oh, I'm just going to make this happen. Like I'm going to secret it. She's going to secret it. She's going to make it happen energetically. And you're like, yes, no, exactly. we're grinding like, to make it happen. I, I am the law of action and she is the law of possibility. And, okay. and, and she thinks she's making this shit happen. But I'm like, bro, none of this shit's happening without like jet fuel, without refueling, without pushing through, without like, like it's, it's like my world is tough. It's just my reality. I could be completely spiritually unevolved. And I'm just an idiot. No, but I'll tell you this. um, It's, it is a version of the peacock because same thing with me. There can and should only be one person driving in that way. So you're lucky that you happen to find a partner who happens to be able to play and roll in this world. Your crazy world. She's beautiful. She's charismatic. She's a good, your first lady, uh, or your, you are the first husband, whichever you want to say. But it can't be easy to live in this electric, energetic world. How do you find downtime? How do you find connectivity? How do you find spirituality? How do you find peace and like a void of just anything relaxing? We don't actually, you know, the game for us is the game. And we're both very interested Mm -hmm. in our own spiritual development individually. We don't Mm -hmm. believe in the 50-50 rule. 50-50 is just a broken relationship. I bring 50, you bring 50. We got a quarter is what you got. Like you got broken people coming together. Two broken people don't make a whole. So we work a lot on our spiritual development, actually take time to get away from each other and from our work and go develop spiritually uh, to understand that, you know, the things that Elaine and I have in common are a great deal more than the things we don't have in common. So anytime there's an outness, I just say, hey, what's my grade? Like, hey, you did this and you did this. I'm like, what is my grade right now? I failed those two things. What is my fucking grade right now? Uh, you oh, still get a 94. I said, good. Wow. By the way, I never pitched perfect to anyone. So I never told her I was perfect. I told her I would make our lives great. And I just always go back to that thing. Is our life great right now? And does she think it is? Oh, 100%, you know. But but if, look, if we spend time on the out points, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll just go further down the tube, the rabbit hole. So we have to spend time on, hey, what's working? How do we double down on that? How do we make that more successful? We got two kids now. They're growing up. Things change. Like, we have to change as the game changes. 
Mother's Day is May 12th, and Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Macy's makes it easy for your little ones to buy a present for you for Mother's Day. Bryn loves to shop but sometimes has a hard time figuring out what to get me. I have confidence that Macy's Gift Finder will be a great guide for her. Something for everyone at every price point. Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas, it's so easy to shop. You can shop by price, category, or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything gifts that are already wrapped and ready to be gifted and gifts for grandma. Plus, Macy's has top gifts like Beats headphones, digital photo frames, Polaroid camera, and Samsung Smart TV, the frame. Head on over to Macy's.com slash gift finder for the perfect inspiration for Mother's Day. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. The virus that causes shingles is sleeping in 99% of people over 50. It's lying dormant, waiting, and it could reactivate at any time. And while not everyone at risk will develop shingles, it strikes as a painful, blistering rash that can last for weeks. Think you're not at risk for shingles? It's time to wake up, because shingles could wake up in you. If you're over 50, talk to your doctor or pharmacist about shingles prevention. What are your kids like? Are they motivated? Do they care about business? Are they free spirits? Will you allow them to be free spirits? My daughter's an artist. She's free. She's not like me in that way. She's totally could be living in Malibu in a band, you know? And I like that she's like that. I'm not looking for her to be me. So I want to know how you are with your kids. Yeah, so our kids are 9 and 11. They're both very extroverted, very social, extremely confident. But they get to do whatever they want to do. Like, they don't have to be in our business. If they want to be a doctor, they can they're be. Free. Whatever they want to do. They're not entitled to the money. They're not entitled to the company. If one of them wants to step up and run things, they can. If they don't, no problem. It's their lives. I don't want to force anything on them. So we give them a tremendous amount of freedom. Now, your show, Undercover Billionaire, talks about building a million-dollar business in yeah. 90 days where you start with $100. So I want to get into the show, but I want to talk about Are you 100% certain that if right now you just woke up tomorrow and had nothing, like you had the clothes on your back, you didn't have a credit card that worked, you probably didn't have credit, could you right now 
kill it with nothing, like starting right now. But you're not Grant Cardone. You're not famous. Like- yeah. So look, this is what Discovery asked me last January, okay. January 2020, before COVID. Nancy Daniels calls me and says, hey, would you be willing to do Undercover Billionaire? I said, I'd be willing to fly out to LA and talk to you about it. So I fly out to LA. I meet with Discovery. She's there. I bring a bag with me. This is a true story. So I said, so Nancy, explain to me the show. She's like, we're going to drop you off in a city. You will wow. not know the city till you get there. We want to know if you can, with $100, you can't use your name, can't use your credit cards, cannot use your connections. You cannot call your 500 employees. Wow. Okay. Can't use your social media. You have $100, Holy no place to sleep, wow. no food to eat, and no Louisiana water. A boy from Louisiana could nail this. Only a boy from Lake Charles. Can you, can you turn it Holy into a million-dollar business in 90 days? And I looked at her. I said, I mean, 100%. I, I could not say that. I could say I could 100% not do that. Listen, I reached down. I grabbed a bag. I put the bag on the table. In the bag was $1 million in cash. I said, not only can I do it, I'll bet you $1 million. I'll give you $1 million. And I'll buy the entire crew a new car if I don't hit the million dollars. Holy shit. And by the way, I don't need your $100. Holy shit. And I'll do it in less than 90 days. Holy shit. She's like, you cannot do it in less than 90 days. You're going to be famous now for real, Grant. When is the show airing? The show airs April 27th. Same week as my show, The Big Shot with Bethany, airs that same week. So, okay, let's keep going. I want to hear. This is fucking sick. So this is pre-COVID now. I leave Mandalay Bay in Las Vegas on February 23rd. Excuse me, are you the first person to ever do the show or the show's happened before? No, no, the show was done by a guy named Glenn Stearns, uh, 2019. And Glenn didn't hit the target. Glenn's a cool dude. He did not hit the target. Of course not. But there's one other thing that I told Nancy Daniels, okay? I said, Nancy, by the way, this is what I'm going to do. I'll bet you a million dollars. I hit the million dollar mark, but I'm not going for a million dollars. I'm going to build a $10 million business in under 90 days. I'm dead. I'm dead. I don't know how to do it. Wait till you see see what I do. And the money's your money. The money's now your money. You have that money. You made $10 million. The business that we build is mine. Who's we? You found somebody. Of course. But somebody you didn't know? Of course, I got to find somebody. I don't know anybody. They dropped me off in Pueblo, Colorado. Do you know anybody in Pueblo? Um, No, I don't. I'm so So excited. This is is what I'm doing. I leave Mandalay Bay. I was with Kevin Hart. I'm interviewing Kevin Hart, John Travolta, Dana White, Floyd Mayweather. We had our 12,000-person event. You've been to our events. You spoke at my 30,000-person event. We had that event that year in Las Vegas. I literally leave Kevin Hart. I go shave my head in my penthouse, get on my plane. I put on Uh this pair of pants right here that I have on. I have two T-shirts, two pairs of pants. They give me an old pair of boots, a new phone, has no contacts. They take this phone from me, okay? We fly on my plane to Lamar, Colorado. I drive two hours in a piece of shit truck. It's a terrible truck. You'll see the show. You'll see it. And I get to Pueblo at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. The sun's going to go down in three and a half hours. I have no water and no food and no place to sleep, okay? Now, watch this. Over 10 days... I don't spend one penny in 10 days. The first thing I did when I got to Pueblo is I took the $100 and brought it to the bank and dropped it off. I I opened a Wells Fargo account and got rid of the $100. And Discovery's like, why are you putting this money in the bank? I'm like, because I don't need $100. I don't need anything. I want to do this. I want to do this. That's what a challenge. I don't need a dead Benjamin Franklin, you know? And so they're like, we need you to spend that money. I didn't spend that money for 84 days. I never spent the hunt. Did you eat well? No, I eat beans and rice for, well, for how, 90 days. If you made money, but you couldn't take any of the money you made, if you made all this money? Yeah, whatever I wanted to do, I could do. You can't break the law, but anything else is on the table. I'm dying. I love this. This is amazing. Your audience can actually uh-huh. 
binge the entire series on Discovery Plus because okay. it's sitting there right now. So I can watch it now. Yeah, you can watch it right now, Discovery Plus, if, if you have $6. I have $6, and I'm going to watch it with Paul. I'm freaking out. I can't wait. This is so exciting. Wow. And the reason I did the show was because of your question. The number one question people ask me is, if you weren't Grant Cardone, if you didn't have all these people following you on social media, if you didn't have the money in the plane and all the stuff, could you make it all over again? And this show is going to prove to you, you don't need money. You do need a strategy. You know, you don't need to be in your own little hometown. That actually might be a benefit to you. And it doesn't take a long time. Mark Cuban said he doesn't need the, I said, I'd give it, if you had to start over, I'd give you five. He goes, I don't need the 5,000. He said the same thing. It's so interesting. So this is why the show is interesting because some of the questions I ask people who have done it in very different ways, compelling ways, interesting don't get dressed up in a three-piece suit, sit in a cubicle, like whatever it is. I'm saying I'm talking to charismatic, interesting people. And they all say similar yeah. things that are so yeah. crazy. Like, so he was like, I don't need your money. Like, I would take the 5000 He's like, I don't need the money. I would go, I would get a job because the money's not what it's about is what you're saying. It's not about the money. I always say it's never about the money, but it's ultimately yeah. about the and, money. And you know, and it's about the money. So, you know, you've done a lot of reality shows. You know, a lot of that is not reality. This, I can promise you, I was there for the entire time. I never got any help. This was not produced. Everything that happened, happened. I lost two, two multi-million dollar deals because I got discovered. Because part of the deal is if oh, I get discovered, I cannot so use those relationships. Life. Okay, got it. All right. So Mark yeah, Cuban yeah. is the person who said that I'm one of the great branders of all time. And I'm telling you, you would give me a run for my money. I mean, there's something we should do together. I don't know what it is yet. I told you I want to produce a show with you. Yeah, Let's so- go. Let's go, girl. Come on. So now I understand why you're the top crowdfunder in the world, raising $500 million in equity. So now it's all making a lot of sense. You have a hunger and a drive. So do you think it's really what you saw in your father and just the lack thereof in your mother? Or do you think it's inside? Do you think it's just inside of you? Just, baby, I was born this way, like Gaga says. Look, I, I might not be right on this, but I think that everybody has the potential to do something much greater than they're doing. I know since I was a little boy, I I had this, like, I know I can be somebody. You felt it. Yeah. And I think if everybody was honest, if you weren't so tied to this idea that humility is such a great characteristic, which I'm not sure that it is. If you look up the word in the dictionary, it's not a very appealing word to be humble. is not like, it's not mm-hmm. something you would want your kids to be. If you look the word up in the dictionary and just didn't assume what it meant. But I think quietly, secretly, everybody thinks they have something in them that's special. And I just happen to be one of those people that keeps telling people, I know, dude, I know, I know I'm supposed to be somebody special. I know I'm supposed to do something significant and important. And, and I have just held that. I, I think if my dad was here today, cause he did really well by us. But I think he would look today and say, hey, I went for the middle class and he got the middle class. And now, based on how things turned out that my mom was having to unload stuff the next week, he would not feel like he actually set our family upright. I have certain goals, but and I'm taking this thing into the end zone. I can feel it. I know it. This business of mine, I've doubled down. I've gone back to the tables. I've split my aces. I already made a lot of money and was on the cover of Forbes, but I decided not for the money, for the street cred, for the game, for all of it. But then you get into it and you're like, all right, the money's a label for it. You know, the the philanthropy is a good thing that you can do to give back. It all kind of becomes these these sort of goalposts. And yeah, the end zone is my goalpost. Set your goals high. You know, the impossible is possible. But do you believe 
believe there's a percentage of luck. What, what percentage are you lucky? What percentage are you smart? Uh, well, I'm not a lucky guy, so I'm not lucky on the tables. I'm not lucky with the races. That's not been my deal. If anybody at the table is going to lose, I'm probably going to get the worst hand. I've, I've sat there with where the fucking cards were so, so hot. So you make it. Everybody's you winning but me. I'm like, goddamn, how do I keep getting a 14? I, I don't know. Maybe it's a mental thing, but it's why I love real estate because real estate to me is like a no-brainer thing. I buy the same kind of assets over and over. I have to have the cash flow. And time, time becomes my friend. So as long as I have enough time, I know if I can sit at that deck long enough, in a real estate deal, it's just when do I make a triple or a quadruple? So your favorite business is real estate of all your businesses. Sounds like you're passionate about it. Yeah. Well, my favorite, my favorite business is helping people because it's just that thing pays in so many ways. So I love doing those conferences, but the real estate is the thing that will outlive me. I mean, both of them are going to live longer than me. The real estate could live a hundred years after me and take care of investors and, and our family and our charities. Our charities are set up to be paid. 50 years after I'm dead, every month, like clockwork out of cash flow. But, you know, the books and the programs and the webinars and Cardone University, I've helped, you know, I, I can't go anywhere today where some young kid, 22 years old, man, Uncle G, what's going on, man? You changed my life. So, you know, that stuff feels really good too. So is there a number? Like for me, being totally transparent, the number just represents what the thing is, you know, but the skinny girl brand, which is a hundred million dollar brand, which for me is a, you know, a big deal. And it's still sort of new. And I only have a couple of people working, you know, with me in my infrastructure. It's just like three or four people. So I'm proud of that, you know, no debt. I own a hundred percent of it, all of that. So the goal is to take that and all the brands to be like, you know, a billion dollar brand or several hundred million dollar brand. So that's a goal. Like that's sort of, that's the end yeah. zone. Doesn't mean I'm leaving. It yeah. just means it's like a nice major thing to sort of work towards. And with the philanthropy, we did $300 million. I'd like to take that. Getting to $300 million in three years, getting to a billion dollars doesn't sound that far with Be Strong. It's amazing. If we, I mean, because now, once you do it, it becomes exponential. Right. Once you get on the board, yeah. once you have a $100 million business, you can have a $500 million business in a second. Yeah. So what is your goalpost? You know, what's the point of all this? What do you guys want? When you look at Elena, do you have the same goals? Do you say, we're going to do this, and then what happens? Okay. So I would love to take Cardone Capital to, to $40 billion. Why 40? Why is four the number? Why not five? Four is my lucky number. Well, I started, my first goal in real estate was to own 20 units. We have 9,000. That was my first target was 20 units. I wanted to make $10,000 of free cash flow a year. Okay. That was like, okay, if I can get there, I'm done. My first deal was 38 units. It was twice what my whole goal was. So then, as you know, once you start winning races, you're like, shit, man, like, it well, feels good to Well, not only that, win. if you're going to do it, like, if you're going to open up a restaurant, of course, it's not easy to say to someone who only has the money to open up a small restaurant, but I was speaking to Mark Packer, who owns all the marquees and the Tows and all that, and when we were sitting in this restaurant, Dirty French, I said, this would have been a great space, and he said, I was offered this space, but if I'm going to open something, I might as well open something big that can generate a revenue because it's going to take the same amount of time and effort to do a tiny restaurant and the same amount of aggravation yeah. and liability than to do a big restaurant. So what you're saying is it's going to be the same thing. For me, if I do a relief effort and it's it was just as hard to get 100 pairs of rain boots for Texas as it is now to do $50 million in PPE. 100%. So why not just go all the way? Same energy, same effort. It might not even be harder to, to go bigger. It might actually be harder to go smaller than it is to go bigger. I agree. I know. I remember for 20 years, I built a business big enough to take care of our family. 
and not big enough to take care of other people's families. And that business was harder to operate than the company I had today. Running a business with three people was harder than running a business with 500. I believe you. The small management of people is a suck. It sucks you. Yeah, I agree. And there's no big payoff, okay? And this is the problem with the middle class. The middle class is the most overlooked, punished, and oppressed group of people on planet Earth. It's not people in poverty. They get attention every day that things aren't fair. Everybody knows that. And the super rich, they never have a problem. Things go bad, it gets better for them. But the people in the middle that are just getting by, they got two cars, they got a nice little house. They're worried all the time, by the way. You can tell they're worried because they're saving money for Mm -hmm. retirement that may never happen. They may not even live to that day. They're saving money in the banks and the banks pay them nothing. I mean, the whole thing The big scam in America is the middle class is some place of freedom when the truth is, it's just enough until it's not. And that's where my mom and dad live. That's how I grew up. I grew up in this constant fear of my mother. She's constantly clipping coupons, looking for the best deal, buying a used car when we should have bought a new car, you know, moving homes because she was worried about the maintenance. So that kind of built my whole like, hey, I don't want to own a home. I want to own 300 units. I'll rent where I live and own where other people rent for me, and I'll buy my dumb watch out of not earned income, but passive income. All right, so who are your three best friends? My three best friends. Man, do I have three best friends? Uh, I don't know. Do you have one best friend? uh, No, probably not. You have a lot of friends, but not a best friend. That's very interesting. What if somebody's going out with your wife that's serious, and you're upset about it, and you want to talk about it? Who do you call? I would never talk to anyone about my wife. Wow. I would go handle myself. I wouldn't call you and say, oh, my God, me and Elena hadn't had sex in three weeks. Or, or, hey, me and Elena had a fight. I don't need your opinion about me and Elena. I would never involve a third party in one of our arguments. Do you have problems trusting people? No, I I don't trust people with. I like it. I would not give that issue to you. I don't think it's fair to you. I don't think it's fair to Elena. I need to go handle myself. I would go handle myself in my church. Got it. And say, hey, I got some issues here. But do you go to Elena to tell her like the thing that happens, the exciting thing that happens, the deal that happens, the, the show, you got the show. Did you call her first? Oh, yeah. Got it. Okay. Oh, 100%. When I was doing Undercover Billionaire, I mean, I, I watched the first two minutes of Glenn Stearns doing that show. And I'm, I called Elena because Discovery said, hey, just go watch the first episode. I watched 120 seconds of it. I called Elena. We're doing this show. Wow. And it was we do, we're doing this show. Good. That doesn't sound collaborative. But it is collaborative because we know different people are in charge of different things in the household. I like that. So you're, it's where the fish are. The fish were there. You were, we're going. The team is moving. There's not two decision makers on certain things like finances. There's one decision maker. Interesting. There's one quarterback. There's one coach. There's one guy running that play. If she's kicking the field goal, I'm not kicking it. I have no opinion about anything. If she's running X, she runs X. And we, we're Elena wrong or Elena right. So you're Robert Kraft. She's Belichick. And you're just like not. You're doing different things. But Yeah, that's right. There's never two cooks in That's a good place. note for everyone at home, by the way, because everyone wants to be so collaborative and that might not work. Okay, I like that. Yeah, because what that does is that adds time and it adds doubt. If I got to call in, hey, do you think I should buy this deal? Well, man, if I don't know, maybe I shouldn't be buying the deal. How long did that take to build up? Did you start that way or that's an evolution? Like, is that the, from the beginning? No, no. We got married in 2004. 2008, we had to get our shit together because 2008, like the honeymoon was off now. The Band-Aid been pulled, and we were just in this honeymoon stage of being married and weren't really taking life seriously until the global economic collapse where it's like, okay, who's running what? She quit being an actress in 2008. 
she's like, okay, I throw in the towel on the acting thing. I'm on board with you. You have a better chance Thank of taking you. us to the finish line than okay. I do. That's changing now, right? I like that. Like Jesse Itzler said that everyone, this is another iteration of the show is the relationship aspect. And you know, I always focus on the dynamic because it doesn't matter about the other shit if you can't hold your relationship together. So one of the things he was saying was that they check in with each other and they can make an appointment for it. Like, how are you? What's going uh-huh. on with you today? Not like, how was your day? But I mean, like, are you good? Are we good? Like they check in with each other and that he lets her be her and fly and she lets him be him. So I like, I'm learning a lot through all these shows about business and different ways, but also relationships. I mean, yours isn't definitely right or wrong. It's just one method for the toolbox and checking in could be another method. You might use that from now on. Like I might use that from now on, but I might use your method. I like the toolbox of relationships. Yeah. Yeah. And you might ask me three years from now, I might say, Hey, all that shit I told you the other day was ridiculous. It was stupid. By the way, I've changed my mind many times in my career. And I think it's important that people look back and say, okay, I don't do that anymore. Exactly. You're checking in with the relationship of what's working. Things don't work. Yeah, I I agree with you on that. You grow out of a house. You grow out of certain techniques, grow out of foods you're eating, grow out of health health things you're doing, workouts. Yeah. So you do all these motivational conferences, largest business conference in the world, thousands of people worldwide. They're massive. I've been there. I went there. I spoke in front of... 40,000 people, 35 to 40,000 people at the Marlins Stadium. I didn't know where I was, but I walk out and there's a car and like fireworks and explosions. I'm like, where the fuck am I? So it's a world. And I want to do something with you because there's these yeah. worlds that people don't know about that like you're just uncovering and you're walking in. You're like, there's there are people at the Marlins Stadium Super Bowl weekend. Like what is going on? So obviously you have a massive reach. You have speak to motivators all the time. Who are the top three speakers that you've had or seen or experienced, like people that are just electric and really motivate? Kevin Hart was phenomenal. It was so easy because I'm very much a stand-up guy. Everything is for me is, uh, what's it called when you do stand-up? Improv. Yes, same. So that conversation was extremely easy with me. Here's a guy that's a black comedian. Everybody knows who Kevin Hart is, you know, and he probably wants to be more businessman. I'm a businessman that probably wants to be a comedian, you know, so... But the thing that we had in common was this personal comfort with making mistakes and just, you know, just riffing with an audience. Um, I literally like, like the thing that probably that I'm most scared of was I would love to do improv at a comedy store about money. Guess what? No one knows this. No one. My best friends don't know this. Okay. Yeah. I am going up into a comedy club in New York City. And doing stand-up. So for many people, that's as crazy as you shaving your head and going to Pueblo. I'm standing up in front of an audience that doesn't know I'm coming. The club doesn't even know it's me. And they keep saying, we've had Jerry Seinfeld show up here, Kevin Hart unannounced. We just locked people's phones. But who is this person? So I'm not Kevin Hart and I'm not Jerry Seinfeld. But it's going to be a shock. And I'm doing it. I keep looking at Paul. I'm fucking doing this. And so what I did. How long are you doing? As long as I want. I mean, at minimum five minutes, but I might do 10 minutes. I mean, I'm just going to wing it, but I'm not winging it. I have some things to say, but I'm not, I'm not getting psyched out. And you can text Kevin Hart because this was an idea I had and I've documented it all. Meaning just, I've written it down. I emailed and texted and received from every single one of them, which is shocking. You know, in business, if you ask 10 people for money for philanthropy or to do something for you or whatever, you're going to get like, I can't or don't or write a forward for my book. I can't. I will. Every single person, I'm going to tell you the names, responded to me with passion and good advice and takeaway. 
Kevin Nealon, Ellen DeGeneres, Chris Rock, Whitney Cummings, Kathy Griffin called me for a half hour, wow. Michelle Buteau, wow. Bridget Everett, like major legit comics. But Kevin Nealon wrote me a one page email. You know, Chris yeah. Rock gave me a whole blurb. Like, I just wanted three tips, three tips. Wow on doing stand-up for the first time or any time. And so ask Kevin Hart, because they were all different and like the show, they all like had commonalities, but then dissimilarities. You could pick, like you could listen to Grant Cardone and listen to how he does business right. and take two things or right, one right. thing. So I'm finding these threads in the show and it's fascinating. Hey, good luck. Whew. Good luck. <laughs> because five minutes can feel like, like 60 minutes if it's not going well. So why would you keep thinking about it? I'm just going to get up and do it, you know? But I'm taking it seriously. You know, I'm not just winging it like, oh, funny. Yeah, yeah. They know that what's interesting yeah. about it is that what I recognize in speaking to all of them is it's an art form and it's a craft. So they're passionate about it. And the fact that I'm not asking them, like, help me be funny. I'm not asking them. I didn't ask them for jokes. I want to know about the art form. Yeah. So they gave different advice, whether it was breathe, just breathe, which is like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Or like Chris Rock said, no, the first and the last thing you're going to uh -huh. say, the middle's a flow. You know, like... So great. 100%. Great 100%. Like amazing. I totally so, agree with that. Yeah. So, uh, all right. I want to just hear your life mantra and then let you go because you're very busy. You know, my life mantra is success is your duty. That is my battle cry. It's not an option. Everybody can have it. You know, everybody needs it. Your charities need it. Your community needs it. And the people that are watching you need it. People are watching everyone. And if you're winning, they're watching. And if you're losing, they're watching. And if you're just getting by, everybody knows it. So, I mean, you know, I just want to make a difference. That's why we do these big conferences. Like, they do make a difference. You asked me my three okay. top speakers. So, Kevin, I love being with Kevin. Let me see who else. I mean, I've had so many great, like, unbelievable. I had Don Peoples at our last conference. It was phenomenal. Don is the seventh wealthiest black American, and I just loved his view. He's mm -hmm. a banker guy. So we go from a comedian to a banker, right? And I'm trying, what I'm trying to do in those conferences is I'm really trying to erase the line between entertainment and business, because I don't think there should be a line there. And then the third most craziest speaker I've ever met is a chick named Bethany. <laughs> Stop. I wasn't fishing. Oh, well, okay. Well, that was, I wasn't fishing at all. I, I've only done it a couple of times. We've had you twice, man. That's a I lot. I like you it. Know, you double we, dipped. You know, so, so we went back um, for seconds. I will tell you, this is the truth. Success and yeah. success comes in many different shapes and places. And I will tell you that I've done this podcast now many times. I think we've aired probably 30 episodes. And in unexpected places, I had a great conversation with Dana White, who, you know, I had a great conversation with Sandy Hagar. You'd think I'd, I mean, I had a great conversation with Hillary Clinton, but it wasn't like, yeah. you know, the same as that. This was, I think this was my best podcast because it was alive. It was electric. It was funny. It was unexpected. It was humanizing. This conversation represents why I'm doing this and I value your time. And I just, for the record, I think you were excellent. Like I am I'm like a 10. You're the best. You were a 10X today. Swear to God, 10X. Come on. It's because yeah. every time I'm with you, I'm better. It was wonderful. So fun. Okay, bye. Thank you so much. Bye. So that was amazing and interesting and unexpected and alive. And I knew we'd have a great conversation, but this podcast is about bringing to light people who are undeniably successful in anyone's opinion. Like no matter what, they are 
started from the bottom. Now they're here. They have created something. They have something to share. This is a toolbox for success in relationships, in business, in human dynamics, in the human condition, and the human behavior. And, you know, these people are unexpected, but I choose, there's no scientific process here. I'm laying in bed at night and I think to myself, I want to have Grant Cardone on her. I'm watching the Steve Madden, the shoe mogul documentary. And I text him, I want to have you my podcast or someone interesting in entertainment or the automobile industry or apparel. Like it's just about what's going to give you the tools and the wisdom and the insight for your own success. So this podcast is by far my favorite media platform and my favorite project I work on. It's just authentic and true to me and the stories I want to hear and the takeaway for all of you in in life and in business. So I'm so grateful. That was wonderful. And it was a perfect example of the unexpected. Thank you all for listening. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe. And we will be talking again soon. Just Be is hosted and executive produced by me, Bethany Frankel. Just Be is a production of Be Real Productions and iHeartRadio. Our managing producer is Fiona Smith and our producer is Stephanie Stender. Our EP is Morgan Lavoy. To catch more moments from the show, follow us on Instagram at Just Be With Bethany. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.